Welcome back to the premiere. This is Ethan and Lee. We are here this week talking about a new movie that came out, A Haunting in Venice. But we want to thank everybody that's been listening. We really do appreciate you tuning in each week and spending a little time with us. It's always a pleasure. Fun fact, Spotify actually doesn't tell us who listens to our episodes. So it's kind of a mystery. Every time we get views every week, it's like, hey, thanks, everybody. And of course, there's the people that tell us, hey, I liked your episode. Thank you. But... Uh, as Ethan was saying, it's always a pleasure to uh, to share our our takes with with what's going on in movies lately with you guys. We have a very international market, actually. Which I'm, I'm always very we impressed. do. Yes, we uh, we have listeners in Sweden and in Honduras and in Guatemala. And uh, don't get mad at me. I know who the Swedish and Honduras people are. I don't know who's listening in Guatemala. I'm very sorry, but whoever you are, uh, thank you. And, uh, oh, and Olmin, my boy, Elder Vega, dude, um, to your idea for doing episodes in Spanish, uh, don't worry, I've forgotten about that. It is a tough thing to swing, but uh, thank you for the feedback on that. But yes, this week, uh, I know I said this last week, but I actually don't think this will be a very long episode. <laughs> <Is that laughs> we'll <right>? see. We'll <laughs> Sorry. It better not be. Uh, to be honest, I'd be no a little surprised. No problem if there is, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But uh, this week, what are we talking about? Oh, yeah, Haunting in Venice. Yeah, yeah. we, we went Sorry. and saw Haunting in Venice last week. Um, it's the third movie of one of the Agatha Christie murder mystery movies that came out. Um, With your boy Hercule Poirot. Not Hercules. No, <laughs> not Hercules. <laughs> not Her- yeah, that was rude when he called her Hercules. That's the thing in every movie. Yeah. But I think yeah, that's great. So, yeah, we'll give just like a little like brief like non-spoiler review of what we like liked and disliked about this movie i thought it was a fun movie um i think most murder mysteries it's hard for the audience not to enjoy it unless you 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 really have to do something wrong for murder mysteries to be awful i think yeah (laughs) i think it's one because it's the audience is engaged because going into it you're just trying to figure it out from the very get-go and i think that's the kind of the fun part that this movie also provides um there but i also think it's kind of cool how they brought in the what do you call that i want to say satanic element but like uh, the horror, para- paranormal paranormal, paranormal yeah element. lots of demons yeah. yeah yeah so i think lots it's quite the twist compared to like death on the nile and murder on the orient express so i thought it was kind of cool that was probably my favorite part was trying to figure out you know how much of that they were going to use if it was going to be real or not um i see those are my good takeaways what about good you takeaway. What? wow you got a lot more good takeaways than i did what were nice. your good takeaways? I, uh, I have some bad takeaways, too, <laughs> but, but I want to start um, with the good. I, um, I do kind of like these movies, how it's, it almost feels like, like I, now for each one of these movies, I, for those that don't know, the first one was Murder on the Orient Express, and then after that, a few years later came Murder on the Nile, and then now we are on Haunting Death in Venice. Death on the Nile. Oh, is it Death on the Nile? Death oh, excuse me, I apologize. Death same, on the Nile. Same thing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then we got a haunting in Venice. I and I do like it's kind of weird. That's like this franchise that's kind of started now. And you got like you know you got the you got the main character Hercupero. Um, he's in character, and you kind of like his character. He's got this you know this um, stoic with like a soft underside charm about him, and uh, kind of like you know his his thoughts on the people around him, <laughs> how judgmental or not judgmental he's feeling that day. And uh, I think it's kind of cool. They got like you know um, a character to build off of, it. and I think it's uh, going into this one. At the very least, I was interested to know you know how the 
the big celebrity that they always throw in, and, and that's going to be like a big victim in the movie. I always get curious. I was finding myself curious, I should say, of how they were going to kill off um, Michelle Yeoh there. Spoiler, he dies. <laughs> so um, that's as far. Now, this is still a spoiler-free warning. Uh, I didn't feel like that was a spoiler <laughs> because you know someone's going to die in these movies. You don't know who's going to die. Um, well, she's not, to be quite honest, she's not an important death. Other important people die in the movie. That's true. She's the one that kind of sparks the yeah. commotion, though. Um, some, I guess, non-spoiler um, parts that I didn't like about the movie. I was not a big fan of Tina Fey's character. Mm-hmm. I know she was American and everyone else was kind of British or another European descent. Um, but to me, she just didn't fit well. I think she acted with what she was given. Yeah, well. I'm, I'm sure they gave her like this... like. The snappy 1950s secretary character, which I think she did fine. It just didn't fit in the movie. Yeah, it just seemed out of place. Yeah. Um, and they also kind of like tried through in like this backstory with him and her that, you know, wasn't explored in other movies. Yeah. So it's kind of, we're kind of catch pace on that for it. That yeah. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> True. I, um, and hopefully this isn't a rude thing to say either. If you go into this movie, not really quite getting all the backstory of all the characters. That's okay. I feel like they reveal a lot of that, I think, too late in the movie for it to make a little sense. And now, I don't know if that's how the book was written, but I feel like the, the character backstory things, it just took a little long for us, for like there to be the payoff when we finally learn who was doing what kind of thing. I agree. And now I, I kind of do want to get in some, some spoilers. So um, I'll give my rating of the movie mm-hmm. now. So that way we can kind of get in more to that. Cover your I, ears I now if you don't want to spoil your... Well, we'll wait for the ratings yeah. and then you... Can okay. Wait. Oh, sorry. Sorry. My <laughs> bad. My bad. <laughs> I, I think I would give this movie a solid 6 out of 10. 6 out of 10? That's a D. Like you hand in your professor an essay and he gives you a 6 out of 10? Well, I, th- I think for movies, if it's above a five, it's a it's a good movie. Above a f- what? I mean, that is what's considered ripe for Rotten Tomatoes if you're a sixty or above. Is not seventy. No, it's sixty. Is it sixty? Yeah. Oh. Raise your standards, Rotten Tomatoes. What's wrong with you? I think that's for most movies. It's right around is sixty. It? That just. IMDb usually puts good at like six or five and a half. Five and a half. Yeah. It's kind of pushing it, man. Dang. I mean, I think people just need to be willing to give ones and twos, you know. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah. I am. No, I'm not one to give ones and twos usually, but, <laughs> but I think, uh, I don't know, I think six is a good movie. Six, you know? out of, six out of ten? Yeah. It's average. It gets the job done. You want, like, you know, this kind of murder mystery thriller thing, and you're bored on a weekend. You know, it, it, will, it will get the job done for you. It will suffice. I will say, if you do like murder mysteries, I... I, I think this is definitely a must-see. You know, if that is, like, your favorite genre, yeah. like, you should have seen it before you even listen to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's weird, yeah. And I know people get busy, but, I mean, come on. Uh, it's, like, the most popular genre of all time It's the murder mystery. Yeah. If that's your favorite genre, I'd see it. I would say if you're not, like, too excited about it, definitely wait till streaming. Yeah. But what, what rating did you give it? Um, I would probably give it like a 5 out of 10. Now, to me, uh, I don't feel like a 5 out of 10 is, I know mathematically speaking, it's average. Yeah. But, um, no, actually, no, I'd give, give it like a 5.5 out of 10. Okay. It was okay. 
Now, an important distinction, like you're saying, um, you know, murder, you know, murder mystery, you know, who doesn't love a good one? If that's your thing, go see this one. Uh, I feel like they portrayed this as like horror. I feel like, I feel like a lot of commercials I saw portrayed that. So, and so if horror films are your thing, this is pretty tame as far as that genre goes. Now, like I said, not awful, not horrible, but, uh, I think, um, uh, if you're wanting to like warm yourself up for a spooky season coming up in October, I think this was a good like pre pre horror movie to watch. Oh, definitely, kind of thing. And and just going on with that, now that the point is where I am, kind of getting the spoilers uh, here. But I think the horror aspect. There was a moment where I thought this could be very much a horror movie uh, when they have their first séance. Do I call in the ghosts? Yeah. Um, I thought that was actually going to be a complete twist on the entire like movie. I thought we were actually really going to deep dive into it for the rest of the movie. Yeah, you're like, oh, this is, uh, they're going to they're gonna be exercising the demons yeah. kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. So. But, I mean, I think I do think it's cool that, like, his whole entire motive is not necessarily to solve the murder, but mainly to prove that ghosts and I know, yeah. Real. That's how uh, that's how Tina Fey gets them. She's like, he's made, she's made me a believer. And then he's like, that's stupid. And then, to his credit, is right. (laughs) Like, in the beginning, he's like, she's a fraud. And then she totally was. Um, Now, I do feel like there was one too many jump scares in this movie, by the way. Think so? Yeah. I think that's what they are going for, so I thought it was... There was only one or two where I thought it was like, it's not really a jump scare because we can see you in the frame. (laughs) Yeah, now, I I think there's... uh, I think there's several ways to execute a jump scare or, like, an abrupt change in where your attention is. Um, yeah. but I think they, uh, they later on, like, like, I think they had a few too many, I would say, um, where they just felt like a little cheap, a little worn out, especially in the first half of the movie. Yeah. And that makes sense for the first half because they're trying to, trying to set the tone. They're I think. trying to set the tone and kind of create this paranormal element to be debunked. Yeah. So that's fair. No, that's, that's, yeah, that makes sense. And I think. I don't know if you're trying to do that genre, you gotta have a ton of jump scares. Oh, I don't think you need a ton. Now, I, I for one, have seen a lot of scary things in my life. I'm not that brave, but um, I think he's very bravely. He does not jump in horror movies. I uh, does not get afraid of them. He is very brave. I, well, I uh, <laughs> um, spiders are my weakness, but I do feel like, as far as like horror goes, there's a difference between like. You know, like they throw out a cheap jump scare at you, where as far as, as opposed to like mentally building up like psychological oh, like yeah. stress, and I think that uh, they kind of had that going at the beginning when the when the medium shows up, she shows up in a mask, and but then aside from that, she's pretty plain and pretty. You know, she has this feel about her where you're like, hmm, maybe she is otherworldly, and then they just rip it out from you. Yeah. When they they have like the magnets and the guy in the fireplace controlling the typewriter, yeah, they definitely give you like the the tease for the paranormal activity, just to have like a different twist on it than the other movies. Yeah, um, I do want to say the cinematography in this movie I really liked, but I also hated at the same time. We were talking about that. Yeah, that was like the first thing we were talking about when we got out of the theater. Because <laughs> like speaking of the mask scene, like I think they did really well with the camera of like when people had their masks like 
making you like look at them like when she's first coming up from the canal she's at the absolute very bottom of the screen right and so you see her like slowly come up which really builds the tension yeah you see her make this entrance that kind of builds up to her yeah it's good and then when he puts the mask on he's on the far right so you're you're if you're in a theater you literally have to turn your body to see him which i think yeah puts you away which i think is is really cool i agree yeah that was good but one thing i think that they've done really they do they did this in the three movies um all of them they sometimes just have weird camera angles from above <laughs> that i don't yeah. feel like are helpful yeah it's just... i now i feel like i kind of like them in the first one um just because of the setting they were in yeah i guess it makes a little more sense on train um i don't know i feel like it just takes they were too long i, I don't mind a clip of that but they were just too long where it's like they're talking for so long. I want to see the actors act when you could have just put a dummy in there. And I couldn't even know that was the actor because I didn't see the top of their head. Uh, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. And so because some of it, it's like very important stuff. Um, and then I think we both disagreed on the shaky cam usage. I, uh, oh, yeah, dude. I was like, who gave who gave him a, a, like a freaking GoPro, man? Like, <laughs> that was awful. I know. I was like, I know. I get it. We're supposed to be like in his head and like. We're dizzy. He's dizzy, but I just. But he was in focus the whole time. I know he was in focus the whole time, and then, I don't know. Yeah, that just that just felt like an odd cinematography uh, choice in cinematography to portray the sense that they wanted us to go for. It just felt weird. Didn't mm. match the movie. No. Like it works for some movies. Like if you want to do that for like a born film. Yeah. Or something that makes sense. But for this one, it just like. It seems like really like well done cinematography. Then all of a sudden, bam! Yeah, we're going live on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, honestly, yeah, like like you're in this palazzo in Venice, Italy, and it's supposed to be like this cool, you know, um, more elegant environment. And just to throw that in there, it did it did kind of take away from the feel of that scene where he's running down and can't get his bearings. Yeah, I think that's one that like I consider myself an average viewer. Yeah, I don't consider myself like being able to pick out things every time I watch it. But I feel like everyone will be able to pick out how awkward that is. Yeah, you're going to watch that and like, yeah, go go in the theaters and watch that and, and complain like I did. It's not good. It's weird. It takes you out of the movie a little bit. And I don't know. This one to me, the the story was the story was good. I like the, the overall arc of a death had already happened. I think that was kind of cool that hadn't happened in the previous ones. That was kind of a new element that I already had, that that was the real murder we were trying to solve is the one that happened before the movie even started um, there. That's fair, yeah. To me, my drawback with this film is you didn't really connect with any of the characters besides um, the detective, of course. Mm -hmm. Now, I will say the detective, like you said earlier, phenomenal job. I think he really carries this franchise oh he's a cool character like i i i enjoy watching him do his thing yeah. like honestly i wish in the, like the knives out movies i wish instead of using daniel craig they used him <laughs> i think he's a really weird. that's I, a hot take man i i don't know daniel craig i feel like he always plays like the kind of like the silly detective that we question sometimes if he's really a detective um i just feel like this guy has he carries a a serious demeanor but can be fun at the same time so i think he's the highlight of the film but unfortunately i feel like no other characters were really there to pick up the pace besides michelle Yeo, for the brief moment she was in there i think she did. yeah for the the time she was on screen i i was kind of 
I knew she, like, you know, I was, I don't know. I feel like I knew she was going to die. I was like, Tina Fey is going to die. And then I saw her come on screen. I was like, oh, I think she's the one that's going to die. But yeah, shout out to our boy, uh, Kenneth Branagh. Ooh, um, Branagh, sorry. Great mustache. Who rocks it? Rocks oh, yeah. the detective look. I'm pretty look. sure he grows it himself. Uh, wouldn't surprise me. I don't know, actually. Might, I'm not sure either. That's that'd be pretty hard. <laughs> <laughs> it would take some time. I did notice there's no scenes where he like gets wet, where other people like fall in the water, but he doesn't, and maybe that's because it's a fake mustache. What about when and it would fall off? Water. What about when his face is in the apple bobber? Oh yeah, I'm an idiot. Never mind. Yeah, oh, he's always. Yeah, right? yeah, you're my. Yeah, I'm an idiot, dude. I forgot. Yeah, he totally goes bobbing for apples. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think that. My my biggest like drawback, I mean we've touched on some, but I think my biggest drawback is I didn't fall in love with any other characters, and the murderer spoiler big big spoiler is the mom at the end, and I feel like and I I understand in movies you want to like kind of have the murderer like not be seen for a long time so you kind of like forget about them, but I completely forgot about her to the point where when she was the murderer, I was very upset. I was like she wasn't even here at all. <laughs> yeah, she um. It is a bit easy to lose track of her, which, you know, is... And like I said, I do not know how it is written in the book. If she is maybe in, like, overall less of the story. Just so we, it's a bit easier to, like, not consider her as a potential culprit, as a potential murderer. But yeah, I do feel like... Um, yeah, I feel like everyone else got more screen time. Except her. <laughs> by, I, I want to say by a large margin. Like, I understand not giving murderer the most screen time yeah but i think by a large margin she did not get <laughs> yeah personally I like even like it took me a little while to like figure out who she was like when they meet her at the party i was like walking around in the dark talking to kids yeah <laughs> a little weird <laughs> and i think like you said earlier like you don't really understand who the characters are until the, mer- the movie's almost over which i understand like you don't necessarily want to know everything at the beginning but like Lisa know a little bit. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like, I don't know. Like, I feel like all we knew is that her daughter died. And not that that was, I just feel like a bit more pieces throughout. Yeah. Instead of like, oh, I mean, I know, I guess there's the scene where she talks about her gardens, right? Yeah. Which is pretty crucial. Yeah, it is a very, um, I do like that tie in with the bees. Yeah. That was cool. Scene. Yeah. That was clever. I would say that was a clever uh, plot device. Yeah. Another spoiler. She basically grows this poison too slowly make her daughter sick yeah so that way she'll get rid of her um what is it ex-husband at that time the the poison from yeah, the flowers the, no no the daughter yeah she, uh her fiance no 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 no, no no he um did they never get married no they never got married so okay. she she gives the poison to her daughter yeah yeah and then um i think she's the only one that intentionally does but, that but she gave it to her so that way she would not be with her spouse oh i see what you're saying yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um or yeah because yeah fiance they're like she's getting sick it's because of the poison it's not like a mental illness or demons or anything yeah she uh she drugged her up and so i think that was a cool like little tie-in in the murder mystery that like you could easily forget but seemed important at the same time yeah that was a good clue you know what i'm i'm putting it up to a six put it up to a six so it was kind of that was kind of nice it's a fun movie i would like yeah i think it's hard not to like Oh, dude, murder, murder mysteries, mysteries in general. murder mysteries. It's like very hard. To, it's like it's like you go to you go to a Mexican restaurant and you get a chicken quesadilla, dude. Like they're gonna get it right every time. It's easy stuff. <laughs> easy stuff. It's like a murder mystery, that's dude. Fair. Hard, to, very hard to mess up a murder mystery. It's hard because the audience. I mean, it's hard because, like you said, to mess up because like 
as the audience member, you're already engaged before the movie even starts. Yeah. <laughs> I think people want to go in and be like, ooh, what, what kind of mystery am I going to get exposed to? So, yeah. yeah. We all are playing detective in our little chairs. Yeah, yeah. Um, rather than like superhero movies where you're like, okay, wow me. No, this one you're like, yeah, I'm that's, finding Waldo. Yeah. <laughs> that's well said. Yeah, that's that's a really good point. Where like a like a murder mystery movie, like of of all the great ones that are out there, and even not the great ones that are out there, you kind of go in and you're like, all right, can I get this? Can I be the one in my friend group that gets it first? Yeah. Whereas Which sucks when you're in a movie theater because you can't tell. I told you so because everyone says that, <laughs> yeah, dude. Even though half of them are lying until halfway. Yeah, dude, honestly, dude. But yeah, as opposed to a superhero movie where you're like, well. This guy who's saving the world and looks incredibly attractive is very relatable. I want to be like him one day. I mean, it's relatable for me. Well, me. That's a joke. (laughs) (laughs) I, uh, oh, you know. No, but yeah, I think, I think you're raising up. I think six is a good rating for this one. Um, I think it'd be fun to kind of like rank them. The, uh, the three three. so far. So for the audience here, there's Death on the Nile, um, Murder on the Orient Express, which came first, and then, um, this one, Haunting in Venice. Um, I guess, which one do you like the most? I was doing some thinking, and it surprised me how much I was thinking about this, because I was like, they're not like... They each know, do they, different they're, things they're, well. Yeah, let's see, we were saying that too, yeah, they each do different things well, and it's not like they're bad movies, I just like... I'd I recommend like, these movies, any of these three to anybody. I, uh, oh yeah, I think anyone can watch these and be like, yeah, that was alright, that was good. Um, I guess my main gripe with the third one is that, like, I figured out who the killer was, and like, I, now, I'm stupid, Right, like that's just a fact of life. If I can figure out who it is, to me, I was like, okay, that's not a good sign. I think you just need to give yourself some credit. Um, no, 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 <laughs> no, dude. Like, uh, like, like I said earlier, knives out, no clue, no clue in knives that's out. That's because knives out did a really good. <laughs> yeah, job. I don't think anybody. Well, because in knives out, it was like barely even a murder. Well, I know it was barely a murder, and like, I guess you can like, like I've seen that movie twice, and you can go back and rewatch and see things where you're like. Oh, that's what he was talking about. Yeah. But it's like cool, subtle details that are subtle enough. Yeah. Um, and they cut the story so well. Yeah. Yeah. But um, anyway, sorry to answer your question. Uh, I would say. Are we agreeing on number one? I don't know. I feel I'm actually, I'm actually not sure what you're going to say. I'm not okay. sure what you're. Now, do wait. So do we. Is this a I together? think it's a collective. Yeah. A collective? A collective, yeah. I feel like. Um. I think I, I've, I've, I've gone back and forth on this, but I'm just going to say it now, and I might change my mind next week. Uh, I feel like Murder on the Nile is my least favorite one. Death on the Nile? I'm sorry. I see why it's your least favorite. Death you on the watch, Death. You watched the pirated version. <laughs> yeah, <dude. laughs> it was Death a different movie. Yeah, no, I got the one in the 420 resolution in the, the Cantonese subtitles. Um, but yeah, I'd see Death on the Nile, I think, is my least favorite one. Death on the Nile? Okay. Yeah. I think Haunting in Venice is my least favorite. Interesting. Okay. And I was between Death on the Nile. So I think we've kind of, well. I feel like now, I I think I know what you're going to say for number one now. I think number one is, for me, definitely going to be Orient on the Express. Mm-hmm. Because I think it does well both pieces that the other two did well. Yeah. Because I look at it, Death on the Nile, the strength is very much character background, character buildup. Yeah. Um, they don't really use the Nile that well or Egypt that well. Um, I know that like it, the movie could literally happen anywhere. It could have happened at Walmart. But they give you the backstory really well. Yeah. Which I think you care more about who the murderer is. Right. And I feel like in Haunting in Venice, 
I did not really care who the murderer was. It was mm. just like, all right, tell me already. Yeah. Because um, I think they had the lack of character development. But I think they really lean into the paranormal activity, which I really like with Haunting in Venice. You like that? I'm surprised. Well, I liked it because it wasn't much, which is perfect for me. It's it's yeah it's um it's tame not that it's like poor taste but it's it's tame yeah yeah it's, it's not like they did it badly the paranormal it's just yeah. like they they threw in a little bit but didn't make it the main focus but right. I really liked that element and I think the story and twists were really cool I just didn't care about the characters <laughs> so I'm back and forth I'm like yeah. do I like the story more or do I like the characters and their background more? that's fair that's fair yeah um but okay you think on in the menace or you're thinking of Death on the Nile three. I think it would be. Yeah, I think that's my three. Well, Your three you. is a Haunting in Venice, right? That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. What puts Haunting in Venice above it for you? I just want to see. Um, I could be persuaded pretty easily. <laughs> trying to. Think. I've also seen Death on the Nile more, so I think it's probably. <laughs> uh, you know, um, I would probably put a Haunting in Venice up uh, a little more. I do. Uh, it's mainly for the main character. Uh, I feel like you, because I think he's portrayed as an atheist. But they don't really address it in the oh, first I movies. See. But you kind of get a more insight onto his, like, why he thinks that way. And to me, I know that was in the beginning of the movie, but I think they delve a little bit into that in his, like, beliefs more. Which to me, like, how can this good person be a good person and just not believe in a God at all? I think just kind of opening him up a little bit more like that to me was cool. That's cool. I didn't think about that. Because, like, the other two, they don't really get into his character too much not much i mean you know he's a genius and you know like he does what he does because of his you know he's a fun likable character yeah, i didn't yeah. think of this movie as like the one where it's like the real thing is trying to get to know him which i i didn't yeah. think about so that's cool or like for example like with the kid at the end too yeah you kind of like he opens up to the kid about like let's go to a mirror image of him yeah dude yeah i was really hoping yeah. he would adopt the kid. <laughs> yeah, i was really dude. hoping for that when he went with the nun i was like no <laughs> darn it dude <laughs> i mean i nothing against nuns um she's not even she was a former nun. i know she's not even a nun i think she's she just a person just not not a had no personality <laughs> or anything yeah which i guess is the goal of a nun but <laughs> i also kind of got the sense from murder oh my gosh death Death on the on the Nile. That um, I feel like I was on this goose chase the whole time. I like that aspect. Do you like that aspect? I kind of wanted like some like. To me, that made it harder to figure out who the murderer. Oh, was. Oh, it did. And to I, me, that one, I that one got me. I, oh I yeah, know, I did. Yeah. Well, to yeah. me, with Death on the Nile, I didn't think that he would be involved. Her doing it, they make it so obvious that it would be her, which makes you think that it's not her. Yeah. But throwing him in there was the plot twist for me. Yeah, yeah, that, that was coming. that was a plot twist, and it got me too. But it does; it is very much a run to this end of the boat, run to that end. Of the yeah, boat. I think that got a little tiring for me. I was like, no GoPro though. Yeah, no, yeah, no, that's yeah, true. <laughs> no GoPro. Um, but I, uh, I think I could go either way with Haunting in Venice or uh, Death on the Nile. Which I think what else about uh, Death on the Nile was not that impressive to me. Actually, you know, I. Uh, it's a back and forth. It's a back and forth. Once, I, I see what you're saying. You're like, do I like the s- story or the characters more? Once you brought up the, yeah. the the focus is on the detective for the third one and exploring his mind, I I almost want to put that above <laughs> Death on the Nile because that, that really opened it for me. Yeah. Um, I think overall, I think I would value um, a character over a story. 
Yeah. Um, cause I feel like as, cause I feel like a character can teach you something a little better. Whereas a story you're like, Oh, that was neat. Which yeah. is not always, but I feel like it's more important to connect to a person than it is to like a plot line. Yeah. Overall, which both are important ingredients of a movie, obviously. But hmm. so, yeah, I, th- I th- I'm thinking of sticking with it. Death on Nile third. Gotcha. Haunting event is my second. I think that, I think that's very fair. I, yeah, I think for me they're kind of interchangeably. Would recommend both to anybody. Um, yes, would re- yeah, would recommend both. So I have seen much worse movies, many worse movies this past year. But yeah, I think. Yeah, I I, I, I I'll agree with you. We we'll go Death and Nile three, and then Haunting in Venice two. Okay. Um, now I I can also be persuaded, you know, if you have anything. Well, I think else we both brought say. up good points, and I I think we're also at the point where next week we'll probably change our mind. Yeah. I think these two are yeah. a coin flip. <laughs> yeah. <I think laughs> Which so. do you value more, and at what time? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because yeah. once you brought up the detective aspect, I did not see that the first time, and I I really caught on to that. So, <laughs> um, what would you have for lunch today at McDonald's? Yeah, I'm feeling Death on the Nile today. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. But I think Murder on the Orient Express definitely is the clear number one. I think it is better. Yeah. Now, I think it just does well in both areas of liking yeah. the characters and also the story. Now, part of it, it did have a lot more A-list actors. Um, yeah. Who are really good at acting. It was a bit more star-studded. Yeah. So I think that kind of helps. Like you naturally want to learn who they are. Yeah. That's that's a, that's a true point, yeah. When you when you know the actor, you're like, ooh. So. so I think that was... Like, I was initially drawn to that movie because of Johnny Depp. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. 100%. And so. then I saw Daisy Ridley, and I was like, I want to know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I think, it, I think it just captures both really well, and that's why it's, for me, a clear number one, because I don't have to worry about compromising yeah. story or character building. I get both. Right. Yeah. And I like it how it's more of a... I don't know. Train just seems like a you can't escape, especially on the cliff side. I think there is something a little. I, I don't know what it is, but I think there is, as opposed to like being stuck in this haunted house or stuck on a boat, for some reason, I don't know why a train just feels a little more. I can't even think of the word for it. Like um, no escape, kind of no escape. That um, kind of more thrilling. Uh, yeah, I think that's. It's I guess of, that's the best word I can think of is like thrilling. Like the boat is very slow, right? And the house, yeah. you're like, I don't want to be here. Well, the house they could have technically the detective could have let him go at any point. That's true. He did lock them all in there, and yeah. he's like, nobody leaves until I figure this out. Like, <laughs> I was like, if uh, someone really uh, wanted to escape, they probably could have threw like a window or something. Yeah. Where the Nile, they're kind of stuck. But the boat scene makes it seem like they're more at a vacation house. Yeah, it did have the, it did have a, a lighter tone. I will yeah. say. Yeah. Which yeah, I think. Which, the lightest tone of the three, I the, would say. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, which I think the train is like the perfect, like, not as scary as like a haunted house, but it's, for some reason, intense. Trains and movies are intense. Change, I think it's just the aspect of like this finite timer. Yeah. Like where you're like, I have this long to do it, as opposed to like, I have until morning. It's like, well, everyone has until morning. But like yeah. on a train, you're like, I get like, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm racing everything. In and a train. like yeah. you always know who's in charge. Like you have a conductor. Yeah. Like he's always in charge on a train. Yeah. I mean, granted, they're not main characters in the movie, but you know that like whoever's the main character has to report to them. Right. Yeah. Um, in fact, I can't think of a mad bad movie with a train in it. Polar Express. Polar Express. Taking of Pelham one two three. Bullet Train. <laughs> Bullet Train. Uh, Dead Reckoning. Yeah. Um. Lots of good movies with trains. Casino Royale. 
Or no, not Casino Royale. It's uh, Skyfall. Isn't there a... There might also be one in Casino Royale. Ooh, it's been a while. Shoot. Casino, or just because in Skyfall, that's when he gets shot. By that's, the yeah, that's when he's... Um, how, how, what happens? Anyway. Uh, let us know if you want us to rate all the James Bond movies. Or the train movies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Either or. Five likes. And we, will, <laughs> we will rate every train movie that you suggest for us. Yeah. I've got a doubt, actually. This is, <laughs> this is probably been the best dude, thing. Now you're sounding out. like the actual guy from Bullet Train, dude. That's I always a, knew you were a Thomas. I knew you were a, a diesel, dude. A no, Thomas. no, no. He says Thomas. That's what he says to his brother. When he's like dying. Oh, to his brother. Yeah, oh, no, no, Diesel's the bad one. Yeah, I well, because that's what he usually says. He's like, I always knew you were a Diesel, like to anyone that's. Always like, like you're a Diesel. A jerk. Yeah. yeah. But it's like the sentimental. I always knew you that's were true. a Thomas. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. Anyway, side tangent. Uh, trains are cool, and they're fun to sh- uh, set movies on. Yeah, regardless of the story or character, just because I had a train, Murder on the Orient Express yeah. is number one. <laughs> that's, I, um, that's, just kidding. That was actually a really good movie. I do. Because I used to think it was kind of a cop-out that everyone killed him. So they all kind of like inspired uh, to team up on him. But... It's different. I do... Caesar kind of element. Yeah. I do kind of like the contrast uh, at the end of Murder of Orient Express where he has like this dramatic like, Which one of you? You know, like he, like he's really in it. He's like invested. Whereas like at the end of Haunting in, uh, in Venice, he's very... I would argue he goes through worse in that movie. In Haunting in Venice? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think like you like said, they explore in, him more. Yeah, they explore him more. the entire um, murder scene. And he gets like, um, he gets like attacked um, and like physically harmed, I feel like more. In the, at least compared to like Murder in the Orange Experience, I feel like. Um, I think this is the only movie he was really physically attacked was Haunting in Venice. Was he not in... Or like as much like in Death on he the was, Nile. He was. I feel like they. Tar- I feel like he was targeted a couple of times in Death on the Nile. I think this is the one where you like literally almost see him die. Yeah, was you, in Venice. yeah. I think this is the closest he comes to death, and he he's very he's very calm. He's very cool. Um, he uh, he collects himself. So that contrast of character is interesting. Um, I get well, so you see him like grow, you know, uh, from first movie to third movie. But but yeah, I do. Um, I think Murder of the Orient Express is cool. And plus, I'm a little biased. Um, my, mo- my mom used to tell me about the Orient Express train as a kid. And she's uh, like, I always thought it'd be cool to take a train from like Istanbul to like wherever. I was like, we're going to do it, Mom. One day, we're going to spend $30,000 and do it. <laughs> oh, I guess to get there. I was like, I don't think I the think train tickets, costs that much. Yeah, I think tickets for the the actual Orient Express. Oh, like that specific train? Yeah. I see what you're saying. It's, okay. it's like a luxury. Like it is in the movie. Yeah. It's pretty expensive. That makes sense. Okay, I do. I do think one thing that I really like about this, um, the three movies, is that they're all by the same director. Yeah. Um, which means we know what we're getting. Yeah. And yeah, I think he's he's done a great job every time. Um, the only complaint I have, like big complaint I have in all three, is the shaky cam GoPro scene. <laughs> <laughs> like, if he cut that out, I think these are three phenomenal movies. Like so, so props to him, Kenneth. Uh, I'm going to pronounce this wrong. Uh, Bernard? Uh, Bernard, I think that's how you say his name. I if mean, you're listening, sir, please correct us. Being able to direct and be the main character in the movie, tough. Yeah. Many have tried and failed. Except for Tom Hanks. But- <laughs> Except for Tom Hanks. <laughs> Sorry. Train movies. Ben Stiller. <laughs> yeah. Train strategy. <laughs> Stupid. Um, but yeah, I think that kind of sums it up here for, for this episode. 
Um, I think these three movies are phenomenal. Um, if you like murder mysteries, definitely see these. Also see six the out of ten. Six out of ten is phenomenal. I mean, well, I mean, for a murder mystery. <sighs> anyway, sorry to ruin the outro. I'm sorry. I mean, can't use phenomenal. I'm sorry, but like to <laughs> me, to me, a six out of ten is not phenomenal, dude. Like a nine out of ten is phenomenal, dude. I see. I see. Perhaps I over overuse the big words. <laughs> big words. <laughs> it's fun to say syllables. No, I, I think it's really good. Good movies. <laughs> I think they're they aight. Dees. They, I think they're a little better than Dees. Some reason Dees is like almost average. Decent. Yeah, it's a yeah. decent movie. Like they're fun. If you're looking for a fun weekend movie, definitely a movie to watch. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking for a fun weekend movie. Can't go wrong with this one. But yeah, we'll leave you guys there. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next week.